If you're ready to upgrade your brain, learn anything faster, and unlock your exceptional life, you want to become limitless by Jim Quick. What a book, man. Holy cow. Talk about a prequel to any learning journey. Um, you know, it's, it's learning how to learn. Yeah, that's what I got out of it. And he stole my idea, man. Which guy. one? <laughs> Uh, I wrote Superhero Self because of the, I believe anyone can recover from anything and recreate themselves into anything they want yeah. using algorithms. And he, he, he has an, a, for, a very similar uh, for, formula for success, purpose, right. energy, and small, simple steps. Um, that's, that's uh, I think that's everything. Like just that mindset that you can become limitless, that you have way more ability and potential than you think. Yeah. Learning how to learn was a huge one. And then I think that goes into the, the main takeaway I took away from the whole book, which is going to set me on for, I don't know how long I'm going to be fueled by this book, but uh, that your brain is a muscle, not mm -hmm. a hard drive. So if you learn how to learn, you make the most out of what you learn, like comprehension-wise, yeah. retention-wise, but also you get sharper. You can keep improving your memory and recall. It's amazing. If you just break it down, if you want to get your 20 bucks worth of this book, you can read the chapter alone just on reading faster. Yeah, that speed reading. So much. Incre increase your speed 100%, 50%. means you can read twice as many books in the same amount of time or three in the time it used to take one. Uh, the, the ability to learn how to learn is the seed in the ground to the, the, the great plant of, of transformation. I mean, whatever is going to come out of the ground will only be uh, fueled by the ability to learn because everything else is secondary to learning um, with one exception, the mindset of, you know, what you think you're capable of mm -hmm. the, the uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of great takeaways from this book, but the one takeaway that I, I think I, that walked with me the most was, you know, the ability to learn how to learn and the mindset around you can learn anything. Like there's nothing yeah. you can't learn. Yeah, it's If you incredible. do small, small, simple steps, right? Yeah, and it's incredible that that fact alone with like your body, with anything you learn, you just try it and you get better at it. That's just an amazing fact as a, as a human. And then the fact that you can do it with your brain and how, how your abilities are to, to learn, mm. you can learn better and faster. It's really crazy. Yeah, the beginning of my book, Superhero Self, it talks about the amazing piece of equipment that you own 100% of, which is your, your mind and your brain, this limitless capacity to, to, to do things and to try things. And, you know, you think about what a brain's capable of doing, you know, all the things you're processing at, at any given time, the battery lasts 24 hours. You, you can uh, relate, you can adjust, you know, you know, you're not a machine. You're, you're like a superhuman. And that's what he, he talks about. It's a superhero. Because uh, he was into X-Men as a kid. Funny how life becomes reality. Be he ended up being uh, in the, uh, you know, training the X-Men on, on set, right? So cool. He was in the X-Men uh, jet flying up to, to uh, the set for a month to, to train the actors. How cool is that if you're a kid? You want to be in superheroes. But the, the whole journey of, um, you know, in the very beginning of the book, he talks about how he, he went on a journey. And I went on a journey, and everyone's on a journey, and everybody wants their journey to end the same exact way. You want it to end as a, as a substantial, meaningful uh, conclusion 
to your life um, because he had a brain injury and he was always labeled his journey as he, you know, he fell a couple different times, actually twice at least, and he had brain, brain injury. So the teachers w- would label him the kid with the broken brain, meaning that he couldn't learn as quickly and he didn't do things well and he was labeled and, and, and they, they made fun of him and bullied and whatnot. But now, then he learned the algorithms to learn. He learned how to overcome that. He created his own hero's journey from Joseph Campbell's yeah. book, you know, how the hero has a problem and the hero goes on a journey uh, away from the known where, world where everything is safe to an unknown world where things aren't safe. So he stretched himself and, and learned. He got mentors. He learned systems. He learned techniques that you'll learn in this book. And he had a transformation. You know, he, he had an epiphany. And his epiphany was that he can train the brain. Like he's a trainer to the brain. That's what he does now. One thing I love from that story that he talked about is... Uh, something that we talk about with Kintsugi a lot, how your your scars become the stars of what mm. you do. But what he said is like a lot of times when you have hardship like that, he had the broken brain, it forced him to develop this mindset. Because he mm. talks a lot about mindset. That's one of the three M's, I believe. Right. And the mindset is everything with the limiting beliefs. And if you have a rough go, like he had the problem with his he- head injuries, those force you to have that mindset. Mm. And now it's definitely unlocked so much of his life. But some people don't have that that push to make them, they have to try to develop that mindset. And mm-hmm. it's just interesting to think that any hardship you have might be forcing you to get a mindset that'll unlimit you. Yeah. I mean, there's, he has a, the three M's he calls it, which is his algorithm for transformation. Because if you're not where you want to be, it'll come down to a flaw in one or more of the M's, you know, one in mindset, you know, who you think you are and, and what you're capable of, like the mindset of your journey. And then the motivation, which is your why, okay? And then the method, the technic- technologies, the, the algorithms, my, that's how I say it. Yeah. Like, what are, the, what are the steps? Like, small, simple steps, yes, but what they are, he tells you exactly how to read quicker, how to mem- remember things better. Just if you can just do those two things and yeah. nothing else you get out of this book, you've gotten a lifetime worth of knowledge out of it. If you can remember more and... And faster, you become a superhero. Um, so that those three M's of of motivation, the you know the what, why, and how to transform are incredible. And he offers great, great, great ideas on how to do that. One, one of course, I love is superhero. Yeah, every superhero has super villains. Yeah, right. We all have our kryptonite, and you know my kryptonite was the places, the people and the persona that I had in my own, my own brain. Like I had like, I had like triple kryptonite, you know, you know, people that I, they were great people I hung out with, but they, a lot of them dragged me down what what my mentor would call primrose lane. Right. Somewhere, you don't want to go every, I was down there like literally every day and these places weren't good places to be. They weren't, they weren't cathedrals of transformation. They were, you know, dens of uh, debauchery. And when you, we have the wrong people dragging you to the wrong places, you become the wrong person. So the superhero has supervillains, and everybody's got that, you know, in the form of toxins. And, you know, he talks about the, I mean, specifically, and I'm identifying with this is a potential supervillain for me is technology. You know, the three, the four Ds of, of digital uh, problems, you know, digital deluge, you just get inundated with with information now like the the average human being today takes in more data and stimulus 
than the average human being from a thousand years ago did in a lifetime in one it's day. Crazy. So you're overloaded, right? So he has processes to, to curate that, right? A curator at a museum is a very important job because there's so many things you can see in an exhibit, it makes you see the most important relevant things first or at all. And it, it curates that. So you're, he gives you some technique on, on curation and then distraction, digital distraction. Yeah. Like, you know, I just heard a beep go off my stupid computer here because yeah. <laughs> I didn't mute it. Like, what the hell is that? Distracted me from my thought. Yeah. Uh, beeps and buzzes. He has and that in the book. Tings. He talks about that. He turn it off. Yeah. Like, turn that shit off, man. And if that goes off again, <laughs> beep, beep. You know, it's always some stupid Something. thing and it, and it distracts you from where you want to be. And dementia, digital, digital dementia. Like you talked about the brain, you know, mm -hmm. how important it is to use it. That's, that's yours. I won't steal your thunder. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were excited about that. Which Talk one about was that? It. Using the brain as a muscle. Oh, yeah. So instead of a, what do you call it? Instead of like a hard drive. Where right, can, right. Yeah, because yeah. it feels like that, that you store information, you can't get, you have a certain amount you can handle. Mm -hmm. But one thing I love is throughout the book, there's like so many different hacks he uses that are, and here's one that I was, you reminded me of. It's, he says, peak different moods for learning. Because when you're in like a good state, mm -hmm. like right now, if you think of, if you have a scent or a sound that reminds you of a good time, you remember it so easily, like a vacation right. or an event. Um, so if you try to, reverse engineer that when you're about to learn something that's important to you, whether it's like a class you're taking or right. a, a lecture you're giving, if you try to get yourself in a good mood before doing it, it'll help you recall that better. And I thought that was just such a interesting way of thinking of it and something you could do instantly. Oh, totally. Um, in fact, you see that, remember that post I did, it, it, like, um, what was your greatest childhood memory? Yes. I think that was the biggest post yeah. I've ever got. Yeah. A vacation, wasn't it? Well, yes, what was your or, what was your greatest childhood memory memory vacation. from vacation? Um, like physiology, like learning in in you know mindset is also part of physiology. Like how are you is your is your state ready? In fact, he has the uh, you know how to learn faster. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's an, an acronym, right? Like, He's got. I wrote down so many yeah, acronyms. Yeah. I can't remember. Faster yeah. is and this is this is great because I'll, I, I'll look I I've up. actually teach this. This this guy and I have a very similar book, by the way. Uh, forget F stands for forget what distracts you, right? Get rid of those. Forget your limitations. A stands for act on the information and active notes. And he says, don't highlight everything. Just take active yeah. handwritten notes. Work better. And state is the energy that you have as you're learning. You know, be, you know that's why teachers, they, one thing they did have right is they had you like sit up straight, pay attention, you know, have your physiology and peak state learning. Tony talks a lot about this. Yeah. And then learn like you're going to teach it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. All right. If you have any pride whatsoever, you'll be ready to teach what you've learned. Um, or if you're learning it like you're going to teach it, you'll learn it a lot better so you don't get embarrassed. Um, and enter. E stands for enter. Enter it into your calendar. People schedule uh, foot massages and pedicures and time with their friends. They don't schedule their transformation. Like if transformation is important to you, you need to put time in your schedule. Like, and that's, that's E. And, 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 and R is review. Review and reflect with a friend. Like talk about it. Talk about what you learn. That's why I do this show. I do this show for a lot of reasons. Uh, first of all, I want to mentor a million people. That's a, that's a, that's a, a word that's coming to my mind. The most frequently asked question I ever get is, will you mentor me? And clearly, I can't mentor everybody personally, but I want to create a platform to mentor a million people. Um, people that don't have the means to be mentored, people that aren't, don't have the resources to be mentored, people that, that uh, don't have the time to be mentored. 
people that don't have the the technology to be mentored. We try to reach people in a lot of different places. Um, but, but that's that's all about how you can transform. You learn from others that have done it. That's where I want to be. Um, and then just to finish the loop on the Ds, he talks about uh, depression, digital depression. This comparison culture that we're in right now that you instantly attach, and I catch myself doing it. I even know it's happening to me. Like the envy, you know, envy, uh, Warren Buffett said that mm-hmm. it's not greed that, that, uh, that runs the world, it's envy. Like people want what others want. It's actually evolutionary. You know, there's an evolutionary uh, bias that you want to have what other people have because um, that's status and power and survival. Um, so digital depression, as you're looking at things that you don't have and others have, you, you connect with, it doesn't put you in a good place. So my, my coaching would be be aware of these, uh, these, this, this supervillain of, of technology yeah. and other, you know, of course, people, places, and in, in, um, in your persona, which, which um, the Greeks to talk about that word it's a word for actor it was a persona which was right. a mask that's what that's what persona means it's who you who you who you are in your shell a lot of times that's not very good yeah one one uh acronym that he used that i loved is jomo instead of fomo where the fear of missing out he had the joy of missing out oh jomo yeah so instead of like worrying if you're going to miss out you get the joy of it because you know you're uh doing what's best for your brain doing what's best for your goals and i love that so much um mm-hmm. And another thing that I like is positivity, the positive mindset we talked about, but association when it comes to memory, when it comes to learning, when it comes to reading, associating things with what you already know or how you're going to use it. Even when you learn someone's name, you associate it with something about them or you say it and you try to say it over and over again. Just that association with in all these different areas help your brain connect and learn. That's just such a simple thing to do, but it really helps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, we, we, we learn, um, you know, our brain turns words into pictures. So they, we don't have uh, words were invented. You know, we, we, we always communicated through story, through pictures, through story and through pictures. So if you can turn things that you hear into stories and pictures, like you'll be able to flip through the pictures a lot easier than remembering words and sequences. And there's a, there's a whole thing on, on that. What, what, what uh, I learned from this book took me a lot longer to read than usually. Because um, I connected with the concept of the Pomodoro technique. Have you ever read a book or crammed in something and you knew it maybe for a little bit? Do you know you you, you forget about 50% within a couple hours? You you forget like 90% the next day. And it's the law of primacy and recency. You remember the beginning and the end. You remember the bookends, but you don't remember the middle. And the Pomodoro technique is, is genius because yeah. what you do is you, you set the clock for 20 minutes and you learn for 20 minutes. So you got two chunks in the, of 10 yeah. that you can remember, primacy and recency, and then you stop for five minutes and you make those connections in your brain mm-hmm. right? that you're talking about, and then you start over again, another 20 minutes. You'll have more beginnings and endings if you do that as opposed to just reading for three hours at a time or two hours or an so hour. awesome. That's like, the, you know, if you add the, the, the Pomodoro technique, speed reading and memory tools in this book, you are home. Like you are, you're, you're going to transform. You know, so the, the, the only thing you're missing now is strategy. That, and I also, I don't know if we touched on this a little bit, but the subconscious, like limiting beliefs, he's big on that as mm-hmm. well. It's like, if you don't understand what you actually believe, like, can you read this much faster? Can you learn this? Um, 
your behavior is really driven by your beliefs. And a lot of it is like the health. He goes into the nutrition that you need, the sleep you need, even movement he talks about to keep your body and mind healthy so you start to believe it. He says the biggest programmers of your limitations are your parents. That's an interesting Your one. parents know everything and they're the ultimate authority in your life, right? They're your life source. And they program you, get a good job, you're supposed to sit here, do what you're told, this is who you are, this is who we are, and all that's all bullshit <laughs> and complete bullshit because humans are obviously capable of many, many things because um, two humans in so many cases started in the very same town with the very same economics and one became... Uh, Bezos, the other one became some bozos, <laughs> right? You got Bezos and you got bozos. I'm sure there's tons of case studies of someone who went to school with Jeff Bezos and ended up being a bozos, right? Um, the seven lies, I, I want to read them. Here are the seven lies, right? And, and I'll frame it. The four-minute model was once, once impossible. There was never going to be a man that walked right. in the moon. The world was flat. It's impossible to travel through a manned air flight. So many people disprove that, all right? And Copernicus says, like, the, the, the earth is the center of the universe. Like, mm -hmm. people program these lies. They're easy to believe. Here are seven lies that you need to pay attention to. Intelligence is fixed, right? Lie. We only use 10% of our brains, right? Lie. Mistakes are failures. Lie. You know, Einstein says if, if you know someone never made a mistake, they never tried anything. Right. Knowledge is power. Lie. I, li I know a lot of people that know a lot that don't do anything with it. Applied knowledge is power. Uh, criticism of other people matter. Who cares? Like <laughs> I, I'd be, I'd be lying under my bed right now if I believe this. Learning new things is difficult. Bullshit. <laughs> like what? What's difficult? Anything can be learned if you break it down into small enough steps. Genius is born, it's not made. Not true. All lies. Yeah. And these are things you hear every day. What do you think, man? I like the, the one thing I think I have left out so far is motivation. And yeah. it has a formula for it, which is your purpose times energy times small, simple steps. Right. So you have the small steps, but I love the energy portion, which he talks about nutrition, mm -hmm. sleep, and just energy, and then your purpose. Like, why are you doing it? What are your beliefs? And right. that's motivation. And the last thing about motivation is motivation is not something you have. It's something you do, and I think that's huge. Right. Yeah, you got to exercise motivation. Yeah. You got to... Um, you got to have it in your mind, like why you're doing it and how you do it and what you do. Um, the three M's. He talks. He tells a story about his sister that kept sending him text messages of a pug. Yeah. Right. And he, she's like, "Why is he sending me these messages of this dog? These little shrumpy looking dogs." And he goes, "Oh my God! It's 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 her birthday coming up. She must want a pug." And then he he you know so he so he wants to get her a pug. Now everywhere he goes, yeah. he sees a pug. He sees how prominent pugs are. They're everywhere. He sees pugs walk into the walk into the store. He sees them in someone's car. He sees pictures of pugs. He sees them in commercials. And it's the reticular activating system that's working. All right, because in in social media does this to you. Do you ever wonder why you see the same types of social media? It's your reticular activating system curating what you see. Your brain has that already. And if you ask yourself a question, you're going to create a picture in your mind, remember? And you'll start to notice that picture. You'll welcome that picture into your life. And that's the power of that system. 
the reticular activating system. Uh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, and and algorithms, you know, computer algorithms do it to you, but you should understand why that works for you and learn how to do it for yourself for the better. Like sometimes the the Facebook and Google and all these people are are not in your best interest when they're giving you these fees. They're trying to distract you. Uh, And they're trying to uh, persuade you. Ready for this quote? I think you're going to love it. It might sum up the whole book. We might be able to end it here. It says this, give a person an idea and you enrich their day. Teach a person how to learn and they can enrich their entire life. Mm. That one is amazing. That's what the book's about. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So I'll close with this concept. Right um, I picked up on this uh, this morning when I was doing a little prep. We're all in this cocoon now. Mm-hmm. And he, he talked about a story of how you know how the caterpillar goes into a cocoon, and this little kid found a caterpillar, and his mother uh, let him keep it, and he and he had to feed the caterpillar because caterpillars eat a lot of a lot of leaves, and he kept feeding it, and soon he found that the caterpillar was spinning its cocoon around, so it was creating a cocoon. We're all in a cocoon right now. So here's a metaphor: the caterpillar is spinning the cocoon. So in the cocoon is where all the work happens. That's where all the growth happens. The butterfly is the beauty that comes out of it. But the little kid saw the, 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 the caterpillar trying to get out of the cocoon and he ended up cutting the caterpillar out. And the caterpillar came out deformed. It wasn't ready. Mm. And, you know, and he was upset. And he asked his mother, what happened? He said, well, the, you didn't keep it in there long enough. You didn't work on it. You didn't, it's like almost it didn't cook fully. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's a you know that's a metaphor for you know as you're recreating yourself and you're stuck, and don't don't come out too soon. Just make it right once. My grandmother says, "Do it right, do it once," and then transformation can occur. You know, when you're learning in your cocoon, even if it's a little bit each night, you know, learn the right way. Take into these technologies to learn and and attach it and use it. Learn it to teach. You know. Be aware of the lies that the world's throwing at you. And, and, and if you want to transform, learning how to learn more quickly and remembering what you learn is the superpower, I think, that can get you home. Awesome. Boom. Thanks, everyone. 